0: Hello storygoers and welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Cartridge, the video game storytelling podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Eric Penrod. And I am your co-host, Ryan Bauer. Oh, Ryan, it feels like forever since I talked to you last. It feels like October was a nightmare and not Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) A different kind of spooky. (laughs) Honestly, it's the worst kind of spooky because it's too real. (laughs) But, But how are you and what have you been playing?
1: Uh, i'm doing pretty good um i'm gonna try my best not to cough um while we're recording <laughs> because i have a bit of bronchitis but that's okay Oof, but overall i'm doing pretty good i'm ready to have a wonderful relaxing sunday and record i'm happy to be back mm-hmm. with you mm-hmm. so to chat about video games because it has been it's been some time and then as far as what i've been playing um some new stuff and some of the some old stuff mm-hmm. destiny 2 just did their uh, festival of the lost their like halloween event so That was fun. Another oh, reason cool. to go back and collect some candy and, and do some cool spooky stuff there. Metroid Dread, which I think we've both been playing um, quite a bit of. Yep. I like when it first came. It came out when I was um, when my sister was visiting, and I just played it like any any time like we we would like take a break and go back to our spaces. I'd be like playing a bunch of Metroid Dread. I played a bunch of Metroid Dread, and then I got to this boss. Who is very difficult and was really frustrating me, and I like was like I'm gonna take a break, and then um, I haven't gone back to, to try it because that boss was just driving me wild. Is the I don't know if you I don't want to spoil anything, but it's this big dude and there's lava and it's uh, yes yeah yeah spikies yeah, yeah. and oh no no different guy.
0: Oh, after that one?
1: Yeah, one who like um like slashes and it takes up the whole screen, and you have to like do. I've not played that one. Oh, yet, it's actually. it's 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 no fun. It is no fun. Um, oh no! But it is, it is, <laughs> it, it, it's it's just one of those things where I am just not good at games where I have to like really. It it Jet is a wonderful game. The boss fights are very hard. Um, they're really satisfying to yeah. finish them. But yeah, this this one was just like it was really frustrating. So i gotta go back and finish it because i think i'm actually getting like pretty close to the end of the game um but so i been playing a bunch of that um animal crossing so much animal crossing after the animal crossing so direct much. i've seen you jumping on we like <laughs> tore our town down we're redoing it yep. moving everyone <laughs> we're, which then like the new stuff's gonna come out and i might want to change everything and but that's fine
0: um, but it's easier now it's it'll be easier, easier. now
1: exactly yeah. um, so which that, that I
0: cannot wait for
1: yeah so that's been really really fun to redesign and prepare for that next week and then um, Age of Empires 4 came out last week this week and it's free on Game Pass so I've been You're playing really? yeah so I've been playing Age of Empires 4 oh and God. it's really fun um, I mean, oh. it's it's just, it's very similar to the old Age of Empires 2 games. Um, it does this cool thing where, like, you'll, it'll be talking about a battle, and instead of, like, playing an animation, it'll be, like, drone shots of this part of the world, and then they, like, superimpose these, like, virtual soldiers in this really cool um way and like when it talks about history it shows you pieces of r or or and then like when you level up it, there's like an experience you like unlock here's how chainmail was made and it's like so this is like 10 minute long video about chainmail it's really cool or like here's how castles oh, are made cool. so it's, it's really cool and been really fun um and i'm excited to play that somewhere i was playing that right before we jumped on um and yeah so i've been playing those things um on all different systems in all different ways um but eric wow how are you what have you been playing
0: oh man i'm tired but i'm good it's been a good weekend uh, I'm, I'm happy back here with you i think yeah. it's been too long <clears throat> yeah there's all the craziness but it's, it's good to be back um and i'm but i'm doing good yeah and for what i've been playing um i've I, like you said right i watched the nintendo direct for animal crossing and i am so psyched <laughs> um and i want to talk more about that soon um because it's kind of like a almost like a nintendo themed episode in a weirdly <laughs> unintentional of, yeah. way um but yeah, a lot of Ammo Crossing. I, I I literally like finished Halloween towning my town yesterday. Only, <laughs> to, to, only to remember that like tomorrow's the, uh, to, uh, today actually that we're recording this is Halloween. And it's like well I only get to enjoy it for one day. So, <laughs> so yeah, um uh, But should... it's been fun. It's been good. I I'm, I've been trying to work things out. Got a giant uh giant garden ready to go once vegetables come out. Um. So yeah, Ammo Crossing has been a, a lot of fun. Uh, Metroid Dread, like you said, I guess I'm not as far as you. I haven't actually played in like a week or so, but I really want to get back into it. I, it's probably the most I've been into a Metroid game since Metroid Fusion. Um, I'm not super into the Prime series. I respect it. I think people love it, and that's awesome. I'm happy for them. I just never was super into Metroid Prime, the series. I tried it. I love Metroid, but I just not for me. So, but Metroid Dread, I think. I think Metroid is just for me at least I think Metroid is the most enjoyable side scroller you know and I just the way the visuals look how mysterious the story is how cool Samus is I think it's just all all done in a nice neat package and I I just enjoyed it a lot so um and then last unexpectedly I had this weird craving and (laughs) that's a weird way to describe it and I got back into Overwatch dark desire which (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny because you guys kept talking, you guys, our friend group uh, was talking about Diablo 2, the uh, the remake or remaster. What is it again? I, can, I don't even it's know. It's
1: a remake. So they took the old game and they like built a new engine on top of it. So it looks like oh. visually really beautiful.
0: Yeah, all that talk about it, I was like, I just don't, I, I'm not, I've have seen a little bit about Diablo. I'm not sure it's my jam. And then it kind of made me think about Overwatch, and then Jungenstein's Revenge is out right now. And I was like, that sounds like so, like so much fun, I should totally do. And then, of course, it all leads up, and I'm, don't hate me, storygoers, if you are passionate about this, but I love Genji. He's my favorite character in Overwatch. And there's a special skin out for him, his Halloween skin, I was like, yep, we're doing it. And actually, that reminds me, I gotta, I gotta buy skins before it's over today. Oh, God, I gotta <laughs> sure I do um, Okay, uh, so know what I'm doing after this. So, and I, I've been enjoying it a lot. Like, well, I don't think it's, it's something I keep playing long term and quite honestly i've never paid it for anything in overwatch besides the the base game itself and i feel a little weird playing it after all the blizzard stuff that's kind of activision stuff i still feel a little bit torn on that and i worry a little bit too that like if i play a lot of overwatch it'll make me want to want to buy overwatch too and i'm not sure how i feel about that that's not to go into a huge topic but i struggle with things like this because like obviously all the heads of not all the heads the a lot of the heads of blizzard were are in the wrong for things that have happened there rightfully so and it sounds like they're getting their comeuppance for that which is great and makes me not want to support them but then again for all the people who do a great job and aren't disgusting perverts who do you know make amazing games that everyone enjoys, like, that should be celebrated and supported if you like those things. So it's like, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. And there's no, I think what I've decided is just, there's no right answer, you know? And so it's, yeah, I, it's so hard, because you, just, I feel like in these circumstances, it wants everyone wants to feel so black and white about it, like there's a clear choice to make, but then again, someone always ends up getting hurt in some way, shape, or form. Like, you know, and, and, and so, yeah, it's a struggle. It's a different conversation for a different time, but I, anyway. Overwatches I've been playing. <laughs> Long story short. Uh, so, yeah, that's it though. I cannot, I was just talking to you about this, Ryan, but like Guardians came out, Guardians of the Galaxy came out, and like literally had no super interest in it, but I just keep hearing good things about it. And now I'm not like super interested, but I have all these other <laughs> games to play right now. Uh, so, oh, and actually, uh, I've also been playing the N64 games on the Switch. Majority, uh, the major part of that being uh, Mario Kart, which has been awesome. My like, eight-year-old nine-year-old self has been super all about that um and it's way harder than i remember being i think i was so much better back then than i am now i think my nine-year-old self would kick my ass (laughs) instantly (laughs) (laughs) in that game (laughs) if he played if he played the new one on the switch i would destroy my eight-year-old self and i would rub it in his face hard but i know that if it if it was reversed n64 the eight-year-old would destroy me so yeah which, which I think I'd be pretty humble at eight, I think if I remember myself correctly, but as a 30-year-old person now, I would just rub it in my eight-year-old. I'm like a total jerk. <laughs> <sighs> oh, causing more trauma. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. The story we hope that you're doing well and everything's going well for you. As always... Oh, actually, sorry. We hope everything's going well for you. We hope that you enjoyed our last episode of No More Heroes. I will be putting the uh, sound effects into that. Hopefully soon, when you get some time. But hopefully you, you watched and enjoyed it regardless. We really put a lot of effort into that one. It was a lot of fun to to make. And and hopefully you stuck around for the bloopers we put at the end of the episode, which I think <laughs> really just makes that, that episode just yeah. so good. Like, literally, it's such a great... We messed up so many times, and in the best ways. Like, it just it worked out so well. So if you didn't hear the bloopers, we encourage you. It's right after the... We say, bye! And then you'll hear a beep, and then it goes in the bloopers. So anyway, we hope you're doing well. And as always, you can send us your thoughts, feelings, and perspectives to cartridge at gmail.com. All of the E's are threes. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter. DM us, comment on our posts, let us know what you think, and we will happily share those on the next episode. We want to do a really special shout out because we were recording this on October 31st. We're releasing this episode tomorrow, November 1st. If you're not good with calendars, then there you go. Uh, but that's a bad joke. We want to say thank you, because in the month of October, he hit the highest number of downloads for us at 357 downloads, as of 4:31 p.m. on the East Coast of the United States on November 31st. Maybe someone else will listen to another one. I don't want to look like a liar, but yes, so 357 downloads, which is like awesome for us. Like that is that is just like blows our minds. That's like super humbling. Big big shout out to. Our highest number of downloads, which was in Iowa, in the United States, at 58 downloads. It, like, one day just blew up. So, whoever it is, or person, or peoples in Iowa that downloaded our episode, thank you so much. That, like, made my day. That was a rough day, too. I remember that, and I looked at that, and I just totally was like, wow, that is amazing that someone wanted to download all those episodes. So, thank you so much. Uh, Texas and Minnesota also did a fantastic job at 25 and 13 downloads, respectively which is just, again, just amazing. Uh, Canada killed it as well. Ontario, 38 downloads for us. So it's like, ah, oh, it's nice. And then Australia, 38 downloads total in the whole country, which is like crazy. that anyone in Australia even listens to us or knows our names? Like, it's just awesome. So, and then everywhere in between sprinkled out throughout the world in Europe and uh, Asia and um, like South America and Africa. Like, it's just, there's so many um, downloads everywhere. And it's just, it's very humbling, and we really appreciate that. And we really also want to give a... Sorry, I'm talking so much, Ryan. No, I apologize. Okay, please. Uh, I just think I want to give a big shout out to the two people who gave us five stars on Apple. You didn't leave us a message, and that's okay. That is not me, like, you know, throwing shade. I just wanted to say thank you. To whoever you are, um, let us know if that was you. We would be happy to send you a Tails sticker as well as a, a letter of thanks. We would, that would be awesome, so... Let us know, and if you like the episodes, you like our podcast, you happen to like me or Ryan or both, that'd be preferred, then please <laughs> <laughs> leave us a five-star rating on Apple if you wouldn't mind. Not for our own egos, it just it does help us a lot with morale and, and gives us that extra boost to want to just do the best we can. So, um, Before we jump into today's episode, we just want to also point out that October was our spooky month, but it was just a really rough month. In multiple ways yeah. for Ryan and I, and different reasons, sickness and work. Um, I wish I could say monsters, but honestly, it wasn't anything like that. <laughs> not the normal type of monsters, <laughs> at least. <laughs> more human <human-bound> monsters that <laughs> right. are just the absolute worst. Yeah. But, so, uh, our spooky month did not go the way we exactly wanted to. We wanted to post more stuff. It just didn't go the way we wanted it to. But we will try to catch up and release more spooky things uh, in the next couple of months just to kind of make up for that stuff, so... I think it's. does that sound right to you, Ryan? Does that sound good?
1: Yeah, that sounds great. I would love to because we, I know we, at the end of the DLC episode for October, we announced our vision for the month, and I was really excited to get all those things out there. As were you, like mm-hmm. you said, it just didn't work out. So we're those scripts are still being worked on. Those scripts are still um, in, in being written and being edited. And once they are ready, we will we will put them out when they're ready um, to put. Yeah, whether it's you know an extra in a month or whether it's they'll get out there.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're definitely we're not going to hold on to them for another year. I mm-hmm. think we want to, yeah, get those out when we can, and, and I think it'll be a lot of fun to do that. So, mm-hmm. we'll we'll still do the awesome Tales of the Cartridge spooky intros. So that's those are the best ones. Mm-hmm. So we'll definitely do that. <laughs> yeah. um, but we'll also talk about the plans for November at the end of this episode too. Yeah, so just stick so around curious, for that. But yeah, yeah. So the DLC for today actually is a kind of a two parter. I really wanted to talk about. Because Ryan and I have different experiences of this so far. Talking about the Nintendo news from like the last two weeks in terms of the N64 online as well as Animal Crossing support being ended, I thought those were really, really interesting topics. They've been kind of on my mind a lot since the, the directs came out, and um, I kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit. And then we're going to go into at least for us in uh, America, we always have Thanksgiving, uh, probably for not the best reasons, but they're getting better. We almost have Columbus out of the picture, so we're never gonna try to like, reform Thanksgiving a little <laughs> yeah. bit. But uh, talking about what console comes to mind when we think of being thankful to a console, you know, what con- what console like really makes us thankful for having it to being supportive in our journey of video games. Which sounds lame when I say it like that, but I think you guys get what I'm saying. Yeah. So all right. So first, then we'll go into the Nintendo news. So for anyone who doesn't know, Nintendo Online uh, had just updated with allowing you to play n64 games but at an increased cost i believe it's 50 dollars for an individual and then 50 dollars a year for nintendo online for the n64 stuff the animal crossing animal crossing expansion for november 5th as well as just online i believe like being able to play games online and i think it's 50 bucks individual and then 80 for family which is up to like i think like eight people or something like that you know and then they have the online for not that option for no n64 games like that and people are pretty upset rightfully so probably for i I can totally get that perspective um that we're having to pay 50 bucks for a year's worth of n64 games and i get that i get that too i wasn't upset by that too much i was just down for it so maybe i'm just kind of a (laughs) apologist for nintendo but um but yeah, I mean, like I think a ten dollar price tag would have been better, or a tw- even twenty dollar extra price tag would have been a little bit better for n sixty four games. But what really, came as a blow was the fact that the launch was really rough for a lot of people. And Ryan, you said you haven't bought the N sixty four thing, right? Now.
1: No, I haven't. And there, how many games were with were on the with the initial launch? Do you know?
0: yes actually it's right here i think it's just for off the top of my head i think it's eight but i will read the list right now as it loads on my slow shared internet <laughs> all right so we have mario kart 64 the legend of zelda ocarina of time star fox 64 mario tennis super mario 64 dr mario 64 yoshi story Win Back Covert Operations, and Sin and Punishment. So nine games total, okay. with more games coming out as well. It also includes um, some Sega Genesis games, I believe. So, yeah. So that's what you're getting for an extra 50 bucks a year for these games, um, as well as online, as well as the expansion, which for, N- for the uh, Nintendo expansion is $25 if you want to just buy it. Or you can just pay the online expansion for a year if you're not really feeling it. So, um, but my, I guess the big question I'm coming is with this. So, Nintendo launched, the Nintendo Online launched for the N64. It was rough. I played it when it launched, and I didn't have any problems, which I mean, granted, I didn't play for super long. played about an hour, maybe two, if that. Um, I played a lot of N64, and I played some Mario 64, and I didn't have any problems. But then again, like, it just happens that way where some people problems some people don't and a lot of that was coming from just really botched emulations that the switch couldn't handle so for example um, someone posted online some screenshots of Link in the Water Temple in Ocarina of Time and the section where you fight Dark Link where in the N64 version and I believe the the Wii U Master Quest Edition shows link in this section of the dungeon where it's supposed to be kind of misty is water on the ground a tree in the middle and then they showed the switch version which was just looked totally different the switch could not emulate the mist of the or the smoke or fog of the of that particular stage or that part of the stage correctly so a lot of people are upset with the way that these emulations are looking on the switch and we're paying a lot of money a year to get these games As well as Nintendo announcing, after all their Animal Crossing update announcements that we recently heard about, that they are ending support for it. That this is the last of the Animal Crossing support, which it blows my mind. Like, literally blows my mind. So I guess the big question is this, and I'm curious what you think, Ryan. Is Nintendo too greedy and or just not listening to their fans enough? I'm curious what. You yeah,
1: think. I mean, I think with the with the N64 and online price point, I think that isn't too hard for me to swallow. And the only reason I say that, and, and again, I'm coming from a, from a place of somewhat financial stability. The only reason I say mm-hmm. that is, um, I play like I pay like twenty bucks a month or something like that. I don't even know what I pay for PlayStation Online, uh, and and you know what I mean. And that that allows me to have that service. So comparatively i think like if i'm 80 bucks for the whole year i don't know what that works out to but that's like less than 10 dollars a month for you know online and games that i'm getting a whole library of games now it'll be interesting to see if they add more they've added like a a few heavy hitters in there that that Mm -hmm. that to me when i first saw it was like okay that's cool that doesn't seem like what they're trying to do is maybe get more out of those those monthly um, subscribers similar to like playstation plus or xbox they offer free games every month to their subscribers to kind of make that feel like it's more and more worthwhile and here's nintendo we're not going to offer you games because we don't have like that type of relationship with developers but we can offer you our old games we can offer you this incredible backlog we have this is what this is the benefit of of having the nintendo switch online versus having playstation online so to me that didn't seem like too much of a price point now that being said i haven't experienced these emulators i haven't experienced these games so i can't say what what is worthwhile there the animal crossing ending support piece is wild any other company other than nintendo would continue to, to a game that sold incredibly well continues to sell well it'll be interesting to see what the sales of this expansion are um would just keep supporting it i mean like they're still making game, like expansions for the sims 4 you know what I mean? And that's, yeah. like, that's, like, a similar, like, you know, sim experience where you're, like, have this little area, you're building up, where they're, they're still... They could make a lot more money on this, and I don't know why they're not. Um, yeah. Because they yeah. certainly could. It's very weird. Yeah, and and I don't know if it's just because they're 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 feeling like they're all done with it and they want to move on to something else or, or financially it isn't worthwhile or just, like, it's Nintendo being very strange and weird. I certainly think Nintendo has always not really listen to their fans in in they do what they want to do um and in most cases it does not really hurt them and they are successful um i i i don't know if i would say they're any more greedy than any other games company i think they're just like i don't don't think they make necessarily great choices but it also like if as we're going to talk about in a couple moments it hasn't really hindered our opinion of
0: nintendo too much so um, yeah honestly it's it's so i don't know it's it's rough yeah. I mean, especially cuz the N64 or sorry, not the N64. The Animal Crossing support is huge. The the next update is really big in what they're offering. It's going to give you I mean, I'm really excited for. It. I feel like it gives you like so many more reasons to want to go back to Animal Crossing and play it again. Like just the island or the island um getaway thing, the DLC that they're letting you do to build island homes and, and getaways for different Animal Crossing characters it sounds so much fun. And now you get to take all those Easy to do, uh, like, uh, landscaping and and decorating and bringing those to your main island. It sounds like to do those like that just like opens up a whole new world as to like how you can redo your homes. So like I that's super awesome. But and so we're going from from Animal Crossing, which I think was released in two thousand twenty, right? Yeah, twenty twenty. Yeah, it
1: came out during the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah March twenty twenty.
0: <laughs> and I think that Smash Brothers for Switch came out. The year prior, if I remember, 2019, I believe. And that's a game that got a lot of support. Like, all the characters that came out, all the things that happened, and and just... You can say, say what you will. Like, Smash Brothers definitely is another example of when Nintendo listens and also doesn't listen, because they give you random characters no one wants as well as characters that you really want, which is cool. But it had so much support, and I, I really truly believe that the only reason why they're not supporting it more is probably because Masahiro Sakurai who's the game director for Smash Brothers doesn't really want to do it anymore and rightfully so like he's been doing it for quite a while it's probably exhausting to do that so often so respect to him like I get it but like the fact that Animal Crossing still won't be getting support after just a year like over a year and it shipped almost
1: 10 million more copies than Smash i mean animal crossing is the second i I just brought up the the thing quiz. the only thing higher is mario party 8 and it's at 37 million and animal crossing is at 33 million and then smash uh no mario kart 8 oh yeah yeah. i was gonna say i was like where's mario
0: kart yeah so mario kart number one
1: animal crossing smash bros breath of the wild sword and shield odyssey super mario party so animal crossing is the second most successful game they've ever shipped and they're deciding to not support it, which I, I, did did Mario Kart get any support after ship or was
0: that no yeah. I, I believe they didn't right I don't think which is which again blows my mind they could have released easily have released extra riders or cars or stages and people would have bought that instantly if it related to you imagine was like samus yeah was a character you can use and like that would have that would have like just been insane or any like I don't know. I was trying to think of anyone else. If Fox, like any, yeah. any Smash Brothers character you can bring in, like Kirby, like that would have been insane. But And they didn't do that. Like uh, So Smash Bros. Know. It's just so weird.
1: Smash Bros. feels like then the, the odd one out here where it is getting continued support. And maybe again mm-hmm. it's because there was an individual at the company who wanted to keep supporting it and maybe the folks who made Animal Crossing are ready to do something new. I, I don't know. I don't know what their structure is at Nintendo, but it's 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 it just like I said earlier, it seems like they're just throwing that money away because if, if they like even if they similar what they did to this expansion take a year and in a year release like animal crossing city life you know what you I mean you go into a nearby mainland town and there's new shops and new mm-hmm. people and you can like get some new furniture like if they did something like that in a year people would buy it that's another that's another thing that people would buy so it it's it's very strange
0: yeah i don't see nintendo following through on if they if a game director is like i'm kind of done with this game after a year's time i just don't see nintendo be like okay we hear you like don't worry we don't need that money like <laughs> yeah y- you do you like we'll just stop supporting it. i just nintendo's like screw you you're gonna stay on this game and you're gonna keep making those money like that's what i see nintendo doing i i don't know it's it's hard I, I i am definitely a nintendo lover and that's a double-edged sword Is like sometimes they do amazing things, like they'll make amazing games, that's great. And sometimes they'll do things like this they'll release an N64 emulator on a Switch that doesn't run very well and (laughs) charge you a lot of money. And it's like, this doesn't feel great, this is a bad look. And like, even a week before, maybe even two weeks before the N64 came out, the games came out on the Switch, like people are obviously upset already. And Nintendo didn't say, anything and still released it i thought they're gonna go down in price point quite honestly i thought before yeah. it came out like we changed our minds it's 30 a year now yeah, right. no they stuck to their guns which maybe i don't know maybe it's a respectful thing if they stick to their guns probably not i don't know yeah um nintendo's yeah. such a I like, mm-hmm. such a strange black box that like I don't think
1: any games journalists have any insight into what Nintendo is actually thinking or doing in a way with like mm-hmm. Nintendo or Microsoft, you could like interview somebody and they'll do interviews of here's what we're thinking. Here's what we're thinking about this. Here's why this wasn't a great choice. Like there was an interview recently by the head of Microsoft talking about first party games. Right. And that, that's something that we have access to that with Nintendo, we just have nothing.
0: Yeah. You you meant you meant um Sony and Microsoft, right? Yeah, sorry, what did I say? Okay, okay. no, I was making sure. Yeah. No, no yeah. You yeah. used Nintendo. It's okay. Oh, no, yeah. no Sony and I was gonna make sure that Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's okay. <laughs> that was funny. But no, you're right. Like they give a lot more information. Nintendo's very secretive. And like and the, so hear me out. This is gonna sound strange, but let me just I'll say this so it makes sense. This whole situation with Nintendo almost reminds me of Blizzard. Hear me out, not the same, hear me out. But the the fact that like it's hard to support people like this when they're acting in bad ways but then again you love the series and you and i would imagine a lot of the people who work on these games are not doing these awful bad things that the people who are in more power in the companies are doing which is messed up i'm not saying nintendo is going around being perverts like blizzard people are you know, shots fired, but <laughs> we're never going to get hired for pleasure, you kidding me? Um, Gabe, you still want us? <laughs> you're you're at Steam, you're fine. It's, just, come on, let's, let's, let's be voice actors. But like, the, the point is, though, is like, again, I think it's one of these situations where there's it's not there's no right or wrong answer. It's just it is purely based on individual perspective on do you want to support this or not? And Nintendo is going to be Nintendo, and that's not me saying that it's okay for them to act this way. But it's just—are you comfortable paying that price point for an emulator? Which I'm sure will get fixed, and I'm sure the games will run fine, and I'm sure everything will be fine in like a month's time, maybe two months. But it truly is up to you, and there's not—it's not—you're not not a bad person for supporting it, and you're not a bad person for not supporting it. It's just kind of that—that gray area that's hard to swallow. So, that's my perspective on it. I could be totally wrong, but which is why I I brought this up because I really want to know what the storygoers think about this i really really want to read some perspectives i think that'd be a lot of fun to kind of go through and see what everyone's thinking so please if you have a thought on the n64 news that we've talked about or even blizzard stuff too i'd like to talk about that a little bit too let us know what you think i mean i'm pretty sure we all understand the blizzard stuff and we all probably have the same opinions but i still would like to read that i think it'd be nice to kind of hear from other people and what they think so please let us know what you think we're not going to berate you we're not going to tell you that you're wrong that's the whole point of the show is that we all have different perspectives and I would love to kind of see if someone can challenge my own perspective in a positive and not confrontational way so we can talk about those things and, and discuss them. I think that'd be really fun. So please, cartridge at gmail.com. All of the E's are threes, and we'll happily send you a, a Tales in the Cartridge sticker and a letter of thank you so much for sending us your thought, feeling and perspective. But yeah. Anyway. So that's that. So I'm very curious what people think. We'll move on to the main topic of the episode today, and that is consoles that we are thankful for, which is ironic, like Ryan said, because <laughs> you know, may, may not be related to Nintendo. Um, but it's hard. It's hard, like when you think about a, a, a specific console that you feel connected to the most. I mean, like you know, it's just kind of how it is. And as much as I, as much as I want to. Slap Nintendo on the wrist and tell them that they've been bad boys and that they need to shape up and do better. Or oh, I'm sorry, I should say, I should reframe that. I apologize. I slap them on the on the wrist. and I say that they've been bad people. They need to be better about things, right? Especially the boys. But <laughs> but for me, for the, the console that is okay if I go first, right? Please, that, no, please cool? do, please do. You're
1: very passionate. Like I haven't enough, talked so enough please. this whole episode. No, it's great. Yeah, jeez, I keep talking.
0: Um, but for me, the, the the console, when I think about the console I'm most thankful for, I typically go back to like the, or anything I'm most thankful for, I typically go back to the thing that brought me into whatever I'm thankful for in general. So for me personally, the, the when I think of a console I'm thankful for, I think of the the, the Nintendo 64 and how just in my mind, right, when I put myself back in time and, and as a young seven-year-old, maybe even six-year-old, six, seven, eight-year-old, um the N64 was just such a special console. It was just something that, it allowed me to really immerse myself in something that i never, and I've never had that experience before. Like I played the SNES, I played Mario, I watched my cousin play Metroid. I, you know, those games are great, but they never like gripped me. I never really like cared if I played or not, or I didn't really care if I watched or not. But when the N64 came out, It was just, like, literally the perfect diving board to get into games. And quite honestly, I don't know if I would be into games without it. I don't know if I would have enjoyed games in the same way that would even lead me here to being a part of this podcast now. So, like, the N64 had Mario, Zelda, Yoshi, um, Star Fox. Like, there's games that, like... For a young person like me, it was the perfect way to get into them. It offered 3D games, which had never really been done before. It was actually, I thought Mario was actually the first 3D game. I was wrong. It's actually a game like called Battlefield or something like that from the 1980s that didn't do too hot, I guess. But Mario was really the first game that like took the three, the I of 3D emulation and then brought it to life and changed the game for everybody and Zelda as well, and then Star Fox. Like it was just in, not Yoshi. I wasn't say Yoshi story. That's not true. It's, it's side scroller, but like. My point is, though, is that the N64 was like the first console, I feel like, that truly made video games amazing. And I know that's a big thing to say. I think if I grew up with the, N- the NES first, without any other options, then maybe I would have been thinking, thinking differently. But when the N64 came out, I was like more cognizant, I was more aware of what was going on, and it just like, totally immersed me fully. Like, when I played Ocarina of Time for the first time, like, I loved pretending to be Link afterwards. When I played Mario 64, I would hide stars around my house. Well, I someone else hide stars, because that's cheating. And I would wear a red hat, and I would find them, and pretend to be Mario. Like, that's like, that's something that I never had before. Like, before games came out. And I'm sure a lot of people probably have that same perspective as well. Um, As well as, like, it's it's weird. I was very lucky. Like, the N64 was a console that the majority of my family owned. There's, like, I think... 18 cousins in my one side of the family that i would see often and the majority of us had n64s and so mario kart on the n64 a fantastic game you can actually play it on the n64 or on the switch right now which you know it is what it is but that was a game that we could all play together and enjoy together and it was just the quintessential family game for us that kind of just opened up this way to just spend time together Besides going outside and playing or having family meals, like we'd sit down and play Mario Kart and we'd get mad or we'd we'd laugh and get frustrated, but we'd do these things together. And it's like a fun experience that I would literally never throw away. Um, And just the games themselves, like Mario 64, fantastic. Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask, uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. Star Fox 64, Yoshi's Story, Like, I can't even tell you how excited I am for when Snowboard Kids comes back out on the Switch. Like, literally a game that probably, like, no one knows about. But I cannot wait for it to come out. It's just so much fun. Like, I would play the game all the time when I was sick. Like, it's just a console. I I think it's... Nostalgia is a powerful tool. It really can hook you into liking something forever. And that, for me, the N64 is that thing. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just... I literally It kind of, like... A lot of things define my childhood, but I would say the N64 holds a very special place even in that. I think that that is such a huge piece to me. I don't remember specific shows all that much. I don't remember specific activities I did. It was really like the N64 that was like that special kind of gateway that allowed me to feel like a kid and still does. Like when I played Mario 64 the other night, when it came out on Switch, I felt like I was 10 again. Like it just felt like such a great time, like just to play those games and enjoy them and remember how much better I was back then than I am now. <laughs> but okay. That's fun. It's cool um yeah I don't know it's just it's it's a console that I think I'll always be thankful for regardless of how Nintendo acts I think again you know how someone acts in the present shouldn't define how you enjoyed something in the past at least that's how I feel and and the N64 will always hold a very special place in my heart so that is the console that I am definitely the most thankful for but Ryan I am very curious about your answer What, what console do you feel most thankful for
1: yeah so this was hard for me um there is a handful of options and in um I, I unfortunately i don't have i think a console that defined my childhood or when i was younger in the same way as you I, I wish i did because of the way you talk about it so passionately and so excitedly um makes it it seemed like a really wonderful and magical time and i i was trying to rock my brain about what system to choose or what thing i was going to choose and Is it my computer that I built with my hands and that I use for all kinds of things? Is it the PS5 that was like a journey to get and I was so excited and I do so many things with? Was it, you know, the GameCube, which similar to how you did in C4, was the game that me and all my cousins got together and played together and would like bring to vacations and play time splitters when we were at a beach house and things like that. But I think the one I, I decided on was the Switch and the reason i chose the switch is is for a handful of reasons but um the biggest reason i think is i was when the switch came first came out i, I did not really care particularly that much about it um they mostly because none of the games that came out was i super hyped about breath of the wild was a game that came out and everyone was really excited about it. and i saw it and i was excited but for whatever reason at the time i just wasn't in the headspace that i, I could afford a new system or was i interested in engaging in game that way and then years and years passed and um I, I started dating my partner and then animal crossing was going to come out and it was that it was the christmas before animal crossing was going to come out that we like decided together we had just moved into this house together and we like had saved up some money and we we're going to buy the switch together and that was one of our first like group purchases as as a, as a household and it's the first system that she has ever owned. Like she she never owned video game systems growing up. So for her it was this really big momentous moment. And the first game she's ever played, I think I've talked about this before is Breath of the Wild, and it blew her away. And now she, you know, loves gaming because of that. And and because of that, the Switch has a really special place in my day-to-day life and in a really important relationship to me because because of that, we now have this shared hobby that we both love and you know, talk about and engage with and when we're home we're both kind of hanging out one of us is on the Switch, one of us on the PS5 and we just kind of go back and forth and that's kind of what we do when we're home and without the Switch I don't think I would have that. Another important piece is like Animal Crossing was huge. When Animal Crossing came out and I'm sure anybody who was around Animal Crossing came out. It was, it was like a cultural zeitgeist that everyone was talking about it, everyone was thinking about it and it came out at like a really intense time when it came out on like March 28th or March 26th And my work closed on, like, the day before or two days before it came out. And the whole world shut down that weekend when Animal Crossing came out. So, so like, it was... To then have this game, this, this game Animal Crossing, that I could just... When I didn't have a job just sit on the couch or sit on bed, not thinking about all the madness of the world and put thousands of hours in Animal Crossing, like making this like really beautiful like garden or, you know, gathering, catching bugs and catching fish and all these really, really wonderful things. That was really important. And I think made the pandemic feel much more manageable for me. And then like the indie games, like Short Hike, Hades, Children of Mordor are all games that I've really loved and enjoyed on the Switch. And then the last piece is having something that can... I, I don't really ever use the Switch handheld unless I'm like playing while my partner's using the TV or if I'm upstairs right before bed. But we, when we've had to go on trips, like we're going to be using to for Thanksgiving or when we have to go to my house or to my parents' house in Elmira or I won't include Elmira, my parents' house back in New York <laughs> <laughs> or to her parents' house in Massachusetts. We take that with us because there are times when you've just spent a lot of time with family and you need to go and escape and do something and having the Switch is, is just a really wonderful thing. So yeah, that's, that's kind of why I think the Switch for me was, was what I chose.
0: That's like, I literally, I, am so glad you talked about this, Ryan, because like, I have so many similar experiences to you. Like, and here's a pro tip from someone who made a big mistake. (laughs) I should not have bought a Switch when I bought a Switch. I used a credit card. Oh no. (laughs) But I had a really not well-paying job and that debt stayed with me for years <laughs> oh, I, no. I only just recently paid it off i was like man that that accumulated so fast yeah um but i don't regret it you <laughs> know i say that i i do say that still don't fall. the story if you're if you're young just and wait. impressionable and you have a credit card please just wait like it's not <laughs> a bad thing to wait it's it's very stressful to have credit card debt let alone student loans i'm sure a lot of us feel that way um but I, I just, literally when you're talking about Animal Crossing, Ryan, I remember my, my partner and I sitting in March, sitting down, and I was playing it. I was like, I think you'd like this game a lot. And my partner was like, I'm not sure if I would. And I we, we bought pizza, and I just played. And after that, it just took off. We played all the time. We played for a good six months together until it kind of like fizzled out. And now, on November 5th, we are psyched to get back in. Like I'm already, We've already been playing a little bit, but like, we cannot wait for the expansion. And it's like, again, that special game that has brought people together. I'm sure a lot of us... Have that similar experience when Animal Crossing came out. It's almost like Nintendo set this whole thing up in a weird way. Like <laughs> yeah. how they, pl- how they, like how this all like accidentally happened with a literal global pandemic hit, and then Animal Crossing came out. And that's probably why it sold so. I mean, it's a great game, I'm but sure also, it was sold well regardless. <laughs> yeah. but I mean, I'm sure that helped. Like there was a while too. I believe, I believe in in 2020, in March 2020, like it was extremely hard to get a Switch because it was so much demand and because of the pandemic and everything. So yeah, it's just a really special it's a really special I bought my console and um I called off work. I always feel really guilty when I call off work. But I remember just playing Breath of Wild for like three, four hours that I would have been at work and I totally forgot about my guilt. I was just <laughs> in that world and it was amazing. It's just yeah. It's it's crazy how powerful video games can be. Yeah. And how like people have this with like with books and with movies and tv shows and that's great like there's nothing wrong with that i just i love that that for those of us who enjoy video games as much as we do we have that those good stories to tell from our past and our present and then i'm assuming in the future you know how special they can bring and bring people together like it's so cool that you and your partner like literally (laughs) have opened up this whole plethora of an avenue of to enjoy things together that you probably didn't think you'd ever like maybe not have yeah. together, you know yeah. like, it's it's crazy how cool like like you and your partner you mentioned a few episodes ago are playing Oberdin, mm-hmm. right yeah and like how much fun that's been for you like yeah. that's so cool like it's crazy my partner and i are playing unraveled and we haven't played in like a week but like it's a game that we are really enjoying a lot we're playing together and working together and it's like it just it's weird again like it just sounds so cheesy don't your story goers just like don't throw up Please, if you're driving, <laughs> be careful. feel like, beer games really do bring people together in, like, the coolest ways. Like, it's really cool. I just... Ah, I'm, all, I'm all sappy inside right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. No, I think we had some really good picks. Yeah. And there's so many more. I, I, I know we kind of... We both agreed to just pick one for this episode. And I think going back on this another time... Would be great. I have such fond memories of the GameCube, the Xbox 360, the PS3, all for different reasons. Yeah. Um, but I would really like to, to jump into that and, and explore why. You know, I think it's it's really cool, or, or even a PC. Like literally, right? You helped me build my PC with your old computer parts. You know, like <laughs> right. and that yeah. opened up a whole new gateway to where we can game with our friends, and it's yeah. a lot of fun. because I, like, I still have not changed anything in it. <laughs> it's really That's really okay. something. <laughs> um, but no, it's 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 just again, it's just really cool. But I'll stop rambling now. But that was great. All right, thank you for sharing your your what you're thankful for, storygoers. We're of course we're gonna beat you. We're gonna beat you. (laughs) We're gonna beat this dead horse. (laughs) We're gonna beat you. (laughs) We're we're gonna beat you, and we're gonna beat this dead horse too. No, Um, but again, we would really like to know um, what what console are you thankful for? Like, and I I, that's and that's what makes me feel so happy when I hear stories like that. I read them on Reddit or whatever. People share their stories about what consoles they like appreciate the most and I think that that'd be a lot of fun to share on on here so please if you have a console that you feel connected with that you're very thankful for let us know so we can read them in the show if you don't if you don't mind um, tales from the cartridge gmail.com all the are threes we will read them on the next episode and uh, it'd be a lot of fun to know so that'd be that'd be great um well, ryan how about we break down our november schedule yeah let's or, do it hopefully we can stick to it this time yeah <laughs> we'll this. try our best confident. we will
1: yeah <laughs> i mean for as well as october was we somehow pulled off still have, putting out three episodes i don't know how i don't know how we I pulled that it. off i think that was some incredible work, work on your part <laughs> but we did it <laughs> but we did it
0: yes I, I i i'm thankful that we got something out yeah
1: but for November, so this DLC you're hearing on the 1st, actually. The 1st. on the 1st yeah. of November. Um, so, system to be thankful for, some Nintendo news, bits and pieces like that. Um, and then we have a bedtime story looking at this month. I don't know if we know what bedtime story we're doing next. Um, there will be a bedtime story of the second or third week. And then the last of the month, probably on the 29th um, or the 22nd, most likely the 29th, will be Portal 2, which we... I have started that yeah. script a handful of times and rewritten it a handful of times, um, so it'll be good to sit down and finish it, because that game is probably one of the best written games that has ever been created, um, so I'm yes. very excited to, to to do those voice lines and do those in... It, may, it is very long, so we may end up having to break it into a two-parter, if we can keep it in one, I would love to, but we'll, we'll just have to see. But So look out for Portal 2, A Bedtime Story, and this DLC for this month. Like Good a- job saying that. Hopefully Gabe heard it, Ryan. Yeah, I'm sure he Ryan. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of, course, of course he did. Of course he did. And portal that- two, Best game ever made, ever. <laughs> no one can ever tell me one. Exactly. But you know what would be better? Portal 3. Portal 3. With who? Us. <laughs> exactly. That would be fantastic. <laughs> exactly.
0: I think that would be great. Just... Right, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm going to go on a tangent. Ryan, you can edit this out if you want to. Just picture. Uh-huh. We have great chemistry together, Ryan. We've yep. known each other for years. Yeah, yeah. If, if we were in a Portal game where Shell... Had a portal gun with two voices that also talked to her. Say like, one, like halfway through the game, one of us is mad, at the other person, and we shut down. So then, she has one portal that she has to use it with. The, and then, the, you know, someone else came back, and the other person got mad. And they, my point is, there's so much there. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Gabe, Gabe, we all know you're listening, <laughs> obviously. I know that the, like the one download in California we get is you. Me I'm too. confident every week. I don't even know if you're in California, but I'm I'm just assuming. <laughs> so I, I <laughs> please, <laughs> that'd be so cool. Uh, one day we'll make it real one day yeah yeah we'll yeah we'll it into
1: existence yes what we could what we could do is just start putting like in the show notes you know voice actors for portal three and then eventually (laughs) either we'll get some kind of lawsuit or they'll put us in the game Mm Either way, yep.
0: Gabe will know who we are, which I think is what's
1: most important. That's what's important. That's what's
0: important. Yeah. That should honestly just be a whole DLC as our pitch for Portal 3. <laughs> that would be for next for next month, for, for, for holidays and yeah. all that. We can give the gift of pitching the perfect Portal 3 game. That's yeah. what we could do. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's an amazing idea. That is an right idea. Down. We should. <laughs> Going back to our November schedule, though, we actually have not picked our deal, our uh, bedtime story yet. So, um, Storygoers, I'll give you a week. And if anyone can give me an idea of something they would like me to cover, please do. And if not, then I will happily find one to cover for all of you to listen to. You'll have to listen to it and like it because you didn't tell me otherwise. <laughs> First <laughs> one I get, I'll, I'll do if it's good enough. Okay. If it's a good one to fit. I feel confident in it. So, please. That'd be great. You got a week, guys. You got a week, and then I'm not going back. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But as always, storygoers, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. I'm going to say it one last time. I'm so sorry. Send us your thoughts, feelings, perspectives to in the cartridge at gmail.com all these are threes you can also find us on twitter and instagram dm us let us know what you think we will happily read those on the show and you'll also earn yourself a free tail sticker as well as a letter of thanks from ryan and myself we'll even sign it with our amazing penmanship lies i don't have that and uh but we yeah we'll appreciate it and again thank you so much to everybody that listened to us in october we had the most downloads Ever for us which is just awesome and again I really want to make sure this is said uh, and Ryan I think you feel the same way but let me know what, if you think it's definitely not about the number of downloads it's just the fact that people have given us so many chances and listened to us and hopefully are getting something from it I really hope so that's the that's the goal um because man like that's just that just makes at least makes me feel amazing when I see like when like we have those two stars on Apple the the two stars the two five stars just to be like specific enough Please don't give us two stars. But when that happened, I saw that. It just made my day it just feel so good. Not because we were getting, like, something out of it. It was the fact that we were getting the, the, you're getting to know that someone, two people are enjoying the show significantly enough to want to go in and show us that. And that's that's pretty cool. So, does that sound right to you, Ryan? Does that sound? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Just making sure. Okay, well then, without further ado, we hope you have a, a spooky but safe Halloween. <laughs> um, even though it's the day after, now I'm thinking about it. We hope, we you, hope you had. Survived. We hope you had. <laughs> a
1: spooky and safe Halloween. Yeah.
0: Don't, don't eat too much candy. That's how the dentists get you. So just be careful, okay? Um, yeah, and without further ado, we will... Oh, no, I, I, sorry. <laughs> eat all the candy. Um, and we will see you in the next episode. Bye.